Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello. I was gonna, I was gonna open with a yawn. <laughs> that felt like maybe too, uh, <laughs> too uh, deflational. Well, as you were welcoming everybody, I was just taking a sip of my coffee. Oh, that's good. That means anything. That's a morning yeah. thing. It's a morning thing. Something you do mm-hmm. in the morning. That's what yeah. we're talking about today: is morning routines. I actually, I've grown to love morning routines. I'm kind of excited to talk about this. Awesome. Uh, before we do that, uh, head over to TakeControlADHD.com, get to know us a little bit better, and uh, listen to the show right there on the website if you so like. Uh, please subscribe to the mailing list. It is the best way to make sure you don't miss a single episode. It'll just come right into your email, right into your inbox. It's handy. And of course, you can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and leave us a voicemail at 503-664-4ADD. Get your voice on this show. We'd love to hear from you, especially how you handle mornings. Uh, <laughs> and we still have the uh, online training course, Organizing yes. Your Space Your Way. Uh, how's that going? It's going great. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. It's there. Excellent. I want people to sign up and get organized this fall. You should. This is a great tool, and it's a great way to learn at your very own pace with Nikki's voice in your head. How's That's that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That could be good or bad. <laughs> I live my days and nights with Nikki's voice in my head. And it what really, would she do? it's great. It's great. What would <laughs> oh, Nikki good. do? WWND. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> there we go. And kind of sad and kind of creepy <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and I sometimes I, I, I have a blonde wig I wear like Nikki. Oh, no, no you wait, do not. Now, now you're getting really creepy. <laughs> stop me. Stop. Anyway, head over to Take Control ADHD and you can click on that coaching and, and, uh, and, and check it out. Uh, check out the Organizing Your Space Your Way course. That's what we want you to do. It'd be great. We also have got an, another great announcement. Group Choke Coaching is open again for the fall. Tell us yes. about that. Yes. It's one of my favorite services to offer. And I'm opening up three sessions this fall starting in September. And it is a great way for people to connect, support each other, learn from each other, share. And also it has that sort of built-in accountability. So if there's a project or a challenge that you're currently working on, uh, this is a great way to uh, be accountable for it and get some extra support from more than just me as a coach, but as other you know peers that are going through the same thing um, that you're going through. So it's fantastic opportunity. 
Yes. I, I think it's fantastic. And that accountability bit, that being able to go through this with a group is so powerful. And you, uh, you know, when you started doing group co- group coaching, pretty much if you wanted to get in, you could get in. But it is getting harder and harder to get in because you've been doing this for a while now. So when open enrollment comes up, people, you got to just sign up. Get your butt in the yes. seat and see. What and this I'm is offering like. a little early bird special too. So if you uh, sign up prior to August 31st, then you get to have that uh, discount too. So you can't beat that, right? Outstanding. No, you cannot. So go to the website, uh, Take Control ADHD. Uh, just click on Coaching and, uh, and and jump into the small group coaching. You'll be able to read more about it and put your name on the list. There you, you go. Won't, you won't regret it. Uh, okay, now let's talk about mornings, shall we? Yes. So uh, what are your mornings like, Pete? You know, because you, you said you love mornings. I I don't. I, I'm not generally a morning person, right? I mean, I think my very best time of day. Uh, it, it's ironic that it sort of is morning if I get out of bed, but I don't love getting out of bed. Uh, mm-hmm. The the problem is I I really uh, fall into routines uh, in in the morning, and and one of those is sleeping late, especially during the summer because it's so easy when nobody else has to get up. Uh, to just let myself sleep past the alarm. And I live that sort of, you know, my lifestyle is I don't have somebody waiting for me generally to be at work uh, until my first sort of meetings or calls or sessions start at about 10 o'clock. So I've got a long period in the morning where I can just phone it in. You know what I mean? And that's not yeah. not really good for me. So the big learning this year was, and this is if you have kids, and I'm, I, you know, if you don't have kids, you can pretend to have kids for this purpose. The big learning this year was get my kids into swim team where swim practice is at 7 a.m. Oh, wow. Because that forces me to stick to my normal schedule every single day when I'm when other people are depending on me to actually get them someplace or get them breakfast or get them situated in some way, shape or form. Uh, and so that that little routine was was really good for me. And the lesson was, uh, you know, th- that is so valuable is uh, that, you know, don't let myself change my summer to fall routine. Um, you know, stick to the the bedtime, stick to the wake up, stick to those things that I'd gotten really good at during the year. Otherwise, those transitions become really difficult. Mm hmm. So that's, I don't know, did I answer the question? Yeah, yeah. You know, mine vary as well between summer and school, school time for sure, because I have children as well. And, uh, you know, during school, I think it's much more structured and routine. And then just like you, uh, unless I have an appointment, I have a lot of flexibility. But I am a morning person. It is actually my most productive time. And so I don't have a hard time getting up in the morning. I, I get up pretty easily. Um and man, and you start emailing. I do. do. I, I start working. Emails I get from you. By the time I'm up at seven, I've already got five a.m. emails from Nikki. Uh, yeah, I'm so yeah. impressed. I'm always impressed. Well, and it's interesting because even in the even during school, I will get up early and then I'll work for an hour or two, and then I have to get the kids up, and then we have all that that we have to do. But um, so it definitely it definitely varies. But what I have found, and it's you know, especially you know, how it's funny how things just sort of happen in trends like patterns, and it seems like lately this has been a really hot hot topic for people that I've been working with is these mornings can be so stressful, and with school coming, 
you know, it's a good time to talk about this because your morning routine may be changing um, again once school starts if you have a student in your household. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk it, about when, mastering when, it. When people tell you that they are struggling with mornings, that, that mornings are stressful, what is it about mornings that is stressful for the people that you're working with? Well, two things I'm going to hit on today are definitely the most two, cha- you know, biggest challenges I think is the the one is getting out of bed, like just actually getting up on time. Yeah, and I then, resemble that remark. Yeah, yeah, and then the other one I think is just getting distracted and and having um, it's taking too long, so they're not they're not leaving when they're supposed to, so they're running late. You know what's and funny? and we're going to talk about both of those things. Okay, all right. Well, then I'll hold my comment. I have a comment. Just wait. It's it's a good one. No, I'll wait till it's more appropriate. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, I'm going to hold you to it. Don't forget it. No, I'm holding up a finger to remind myself. Okay, good. Well, and really the end result that we're looking for, regardless of where you're going, whether it's school or or work or whatever, um, is is getting out the door on time. I mean, that is our ultimate goal. So in order to kind of figure out how to master your routine, we have to kind of figure out what it is that you have to do during this period of time. And I know that most people just sort of know what they have to do. They don't necessarily feel like it's necessary to write it out or really think about it because they just know, like they just think, okay, well, I know I got to do this, this, and this. But if your mornings are giving you trouble and you want them to change, then we really do have to be a little bit more thoughtful about what's really going on here and what do you really have to do in the amount of time that you've given yourself to do it in. Um, So we have to be a little bit more strategic, if that makes sense. So I have an exercise for you. Okay, let's do it. So first, I would ask for people to write out everything that they have to do in the morning. And, you know, and that's everything. Get get up, shower, blow dry hair, you know, whatever. Feed the cat, you know, whatever it is that you have to do in the morning. Write everything down. And then I want you to conduct an experiment. So take this list with you and either the next morning or when you, you know, can do this, track how long it really does take you to accomplish everything on your list. And then the other thing I want you to do during this experiment, because I really do want you to look at it as kind of a a science fun experiment, right, is to take note of any distractions. Like what what are they? When did they happen? And you're just kind of gathering information about your morning. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. And I'm doing it right now. I'm making my list. So we have to make sure that we are waking up at the right time, right? So we have to look at our list of things that we have to do, the time that we have to leave, and are we giving ourselves enough time to get all that stuff done? Right. This isn't exactly great news for people because they probably aren't giving themselves enough time. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, you know, that's something that you just have to really kind of grasp and not be in denial of. I mean, because if you need an hour, then you got to get up at seven if you have to leave by eight. You know what I mean? So you have to really be kind of realistic about this. But basically, now that we have kind of your ideal schedule, I had said earlier that there's these two main things that usually pop up for for people and the biggest challenges are the one getting up in the morning which you've already mentioned is mm-hmm. difficult terrible and then the distractions because 
you know, even if you're not like, just say that you're not distracted and you're just doing your morning routine, it may only take maybe 45 minutes. But if we're not accounting for any of these distractions or anything that might pop up that you're not expecting, it really isn't 45 minutes. So we have to kind of account for those distractions as well. So those are the two things we're going to kind of, we're going to talk about. Okay. Here's my comment. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. This is it. I know you've been holding your breath. Yes. So you know how we talked about, uh, and we have a number of times talked about what it takes to wake up the ADHD brain to an activity, mm-hmm. right? So if you know you're going to have to sit down and 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 give some real focused attention to something, uh, you know, and you're not ready for it, sometimes it's good to do something that distracts you or that engages you, like play a game for ten minutes or do a brain teaser exercise or you know whatever it is that you do to engage your brain for whatever that activity is that comes next. Yes. Okay. This is that I have to consider my morning the next activity or else I will suffer heavily from distractions. Mm -hmm. So the very first thing that I do, I have my little routine is uh, to take 10 minutes while I'm still in bed and catch up on a couple of things, right? First, I read uh, news in the technology industry because, you know, as our listeners know, I'm a nerd. And I like to read the latest news and press releases about new gadgets and, you know, new stuff. And so I read that. And I check on, um, you know, I check on some of the photography sites that I like so much because those I find inspirational. And so new photographers and friends that are photographers, I like to see their new work. So those are the two things that I do first thing in the morning is read through those things. And those tend to help me when I finally put my feet down on the floor to move to the next required activity more gracefully. Mm-hmm. And not fall prey to distractions that otherwise would get me. Because for some reason, if I don't do that, then I find myself thinking, I wonder what's going on in the world if I don't, you know, stop and, and do that very first thing. And I can't sweep it out of my head unless I take action to do that first. And then I can go brush my teeth and take a shower and get dressed and wake the kids and make coffee and make breakfast. I can do all of that pretty well by rote unless I'm distracted. Now, do you have like a time frame that you allow yourself to have? I mean, because it could be easy. I mean, I can just see how you could do that. But then what you think is 10 minutes is actually yeah. Been 30. Yeah, no. So I, you know, I, all of this stuff, like I've been writing my list and I'm actually, I'm actually pretty good and I'm pretty well practiced at my morning. And so even though I don't like it, I don't like getting out of bed, I actually have a pretty good system. So, mm-hmm. you know, I set two alarms, right? The first one is at six and the second one is at 6.15. And what I find is uh, I... That's my my snooze period, but I don't snooze, right? I'll just turn the first alarm off and the second one goes off. It's a different sound. So it tells me, you know, now it's now you really need to get up. If I choose to get up, then I use that 15 minutes to to, you know, go through my news and go through my my photos. Uh, And there are occasionally days when I, you know, I make the decision to just kind of snooze a little bit more and and actually wake up. That's it's really rare when that happens Mm -hmm. um, anymore. And so now I'll just I'll get up and I'll look at my I won't even lift my head off the pillow. I'll just look, stare at it sideways for 10 to 15 minutes. And then at 615, I know it's time. I have no more runway. Mm-hmm. I have to get up and do those things. And then it's, I find it easier to do. I like that. That's a great idea. 
Yeah. So I, you know, for me, that's the lesson. Treat the morning as an activity, um, even though there are multiple little activities inside of it. If you think of the morning as the next meeting, the next thing you have to accomplish that you need 100% of your brain on. Right. Uh, it, then, you know, whatever activities from, you know, it takes you to actually engage your brain, do those things for the first thing when you get up. That that might that might be a helping tool. Well, and I like you that you have a stopping point, like you have a really strong boundary there. So it's very yeah. clear when you can stop because I'm yeah. going to talk about that in just a second. Okay. Um, so I, you know, one of the things that, that I would suggest, cause I just had a conversation with somebody about this recently is that they were talking about how they constantly hit the snooze button, you know, with the, with the alarm. So they might be getting up at six or they have their alarm set at 6am, but they're not getting up until 630 cause they just keep hitting the snooze. And we were kind of going back and forth about, you know, what, what's really going on here? Like, is it even helping you? Is the snooze really helping you when you know yeah. you're not going to get up at six? Like, what kind of game are you playing with yourself that you're losing? Right. I mean, cause it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's right. You're losing. You're, <laughs> you're kind of losing game. this game. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because the, it, you keep pushing snooze, <laughs> you know, yeah. this so, is on you. Definitely. Yeah. And so, but what, what was interesting is, okay, well, let's just experiment with what if you just got up at 630, you know, what, what would happen? Would you have that sense of urgency to just get up or would you not? So it's just kind of playing around with it a little bit of, okay, this isn't working. So what else might be a, you know, what could work? And like, you just gave an idea, get up at 615, do something you like, and then get up at 630. That yeah, might right. be a solution. Um, the okay. others... You, so much of that. I mean, what you just said, I think is really important and empowering, right? Give yourself permission to change your assumptions about mornings. It's Absolutely. Okay. Oh my gosh, yes. And assumptions is a great word because it's sort of like you're just assuming you can't get up in the morning, but that's not true. That is not true. That's right. Because you are getting up in the morning. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not you're yeah. getting up in the morning. Yeah. You are getting up and you're not even getting up an hour later. You're getting up at like, I mean, 15 or 20 minutes. And so and that's what I think is really fascinating. When I talk to people who are constantly running late or this is an issue, we're only talking about 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. We're not talking about like an hour, you know, right, where your job is in danger because you're an hour late. I mean, we're only talking about 10 or 15 minutes. So our goal here is to really figure out how do you find that 10 or 15 minutes because, yeah. you you know, it, it, it can be found. So I, I really appreciate you saying that because we do. We have to change our assumptions and we have to play around with it a little bit. So I had one person who set their alarm at 610. And that the rule was, I'm going to set my alarm at 610. I'm going to have one snooze. And then the next alarm that was going to go off at 630 actually had to be on the other side of the room. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a great trick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so, diabolical, but really useful. But it was useful. So the phone alarm was waking her up at 610. And then uh, the the next, you know, alarm at 630 was, was on the other side of the room. So hopefully, you know, our goal there was you're getting out of bed. You're physically out of bed. Don't get back into bed. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Go straight to the bathroom. Um, the other thing that I've seen people do is if you live with a, a spouse or a partner or roommate, ask them to wake you up. So you may have an alarm at 615, but if you're not up, have your roommate or spouse or whoever come in and, and wake you up at 630. I know some people feel kind of bad, like, well, I don't want to put that onto somebody else. Um, 
But you know what? Just do something for them. <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't know. Well, Make the them breakfast is, or something. I, I think <laughs> it's, it is totally fair to say to people, hey, you know what? I, I sometimes have trouble getting up. I'm not asking you to, to like come in and wake me up, but I sure would love it if you would just start making a bunch of noise. Right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. it's okay. Just turn music on at normal volume. Don't feel like you have to like, because I'm still sleeping, that you have to be all quiet. It's okay to just say, here's the rule around the house at 630. The lights come on, the noise comes on, I'm cooking, I'm making things, I'm watching the news. And that can be a trigger enough to help you get up and out of bed. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and what I found with this particular person, it was that it was the human interaction that was better for this person than the alarm. Yeah. And so, um, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's a great way to do it. And there's so many, you know, awesome, like crazy alarms out there that you can check out too. Yeah, totally. Um, and using different sounds, like what you're doing, I think is a great idea because it just triggers something different in your mind. And, and, uh, but I just think really getting real about, okay, what is it that I have to do and, and, and play around with it until you find something that, that actually works, yeah, you know? Yeah. Now these distractions. So it's interesting because, um, what, what I was saying about your situation is I do like you, how you have a very strong, you know, strict boundary of when you can stop watching the news. Um, I had one client who we were working with through her, um, morning routine. And one of the things that we found when we were walking through everything that she did was that she would read the news in the morning while she was eating, but this was taking up so much more time than she thought that she was missing, um, her bus or train yeah. or whatever she was commuting on. And so for her specifically, it was more of a rule of, okay, I'm not going to look at the news first thing in the morning. I got to get ready first. And then my reward for getting ready is to look at the news or to even just wait until I'm on my commute because she didn't drive. She was commuting into work. Yeah. So she was able to do that on the train. And and um, so that made more sense for her. So you have to just kind of figure out what works for you. But if you do notice that the TV or these things are you know, taking more time than what you thought, and they're not in a boundary like what Pete has, then we have to really think about how important it is that you do it that that morning. Right? Well, so, yeah. And isn't that funny that it's it comes down to multitasking. When you're trying to do two things at once, it takes you too much time. It is. And yeah, you lose. yeah. Like we've talked about multitasking before. It's not a thing. It doesn't exist. And if you right. if you give yourself 10 minutes to read the news, great. Then give yourself 15 minutes to eat breakfast. Then give yourself and move sequentially instead of in parallel. And I think you end up getting more done in less time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that you can do with the exercise that we did earlier is to actually set up a checklist. Um, and this ha is great for children, but it's also great for adults. So if you are really working on your morning routine, right, this is a, a challenge for you and you're really, um, your goal is to, is to make this work for you and master it, have a checklist so that those distractions, um, don't come into play or you can eliminate them, you know, before they happen and having a checklist to look at and to check off and just kind of keep you from forgetting the little things. Because a lot of times that's the stress that we're feeling is that, oh my gosh, where's this? Where's that? I don't know where this is. You know? So totally. a lot of that is, is trying to, um, just keep it in an orderly, you know, time frame and, and getting your stuff done. 
Um, we've talked about this before. I swear, I think we've talked about it. I don't know in what context though, but where we've set alarms, haven't we talked about that? Like setting different alarms in the morning just to kind of, yeah. So, you know, if you know that you have to, let's say it takes an hour for you to get ready, then setting an alarm somewhere in your house that, that you have 30 minutes left and then another alarm at 10 minutes left and then another alarm of when you're supposed to be going. And this is just, this doesn't have to be forever, but it's just something for you to stay on track and to remind you this is your focus right now is to get out of the door on time. And this is how much time is left. Um, and it's really good when you're developing a new routine, you know, new habit here that we're trying to form. Mm-hmm. So having those cues in the morning, um, I mentioned this a little bit with the checklist, but clearing the clutter. Yeah, huge. <laughs> yes. If you're running late in the morning and it's because you can't find something, um, then that clutter is definitely a distraction. So I would definitely take some time, um, to, to decide, you know, where, what things do you need on a daily basis? Where can you designate a home for those things? So that they're always there when you need them before you leave. Um, and just really getting in the habit of putting your keys and briefcase and computer or whatever it is that you need in the same place all the time. Um, and just kind of clearing that clutter, you know, out of the way, um, which, That's you know, a, it's such a funny thing too, right? Because usually if you're running late, uh, the people whose lives are impacted by you running late will assume that you're disorganized. And that right. that is likely not the case in in you know for for most of us we're struggling with ADHD and maybe disorganization is a symptom, um, but but clearing the clutter is a great way to solve a number of different problems, right? It solves yes. the problem of a you being late, but b it helps your reputation, right? If it helps you stay on time, if it helps you be able to sleep fifteen minutes later and get more joy out of that and wake up happier because you you know that when it when you're going to need it, you'll be able to find what whatever it is you need, then uh, that that is hugely valuable. And plus, yes. that's the stereotype. Don't fall for the stereotype. I mean, how many coffee commercials do we have to see about people who don't know where their keys are because they're under their sweatpants, which is under a pizza box? We don't need to see that kind of stuff. <laughs> don't that's fall right. prey to the stereotype. That's right. Well, and I I have to do a plug here for organizing your space your way because I do have a whole section dedicated to organizing systems that are just around these kinds of issues, you know, like finding your keys and getting yeah. ready for work and all that stuff. So, um again, you got to check that out if organization is a priority for you. So there you have it. And I, you know, I think that this is it. It's like whether you're getting up at a different time, you're eliminating something in the morning that's distracting you, you know, of course, doing what you can the night before is great if you can do that. Um, I think that works for some people and it doesn't so much for others, which is fine. I mean, you just have to, I think, realize that putting your clothes out the next or the night before maybe doesn't work for you and that's okay. Don't force it, you know, just do it in the morning, but make sure you have time to do it in the morning. Um, But I think the key here is, like you said, don't make assumptions anymore and just really try to do some things a little bit different so you can take back that time. Totally. Master that routine. Make Make the coffee at night. That's the one thing you should probably do. If you're a coffee drinker, make the coffee. Yeah, a lot of people do that. It wakes Mm -hmm. you up with the smell. Which is always nice. That's always nice. 
And then, you know, you'll come downstairs and mom will be there and she'll say, Peter. And then there'll be a song. You're talking about another commercial. what? Oh, (laughs) man. Coming home for Christmas. Have you ever seen that one? Cultural memory, that one. The one where he comes home for Christmas. Oh, it's a tearjerker to this day. It totally is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry I did that because now people are listening and they're going to be singing that song all day long. I apologize. That's all right. All right. This there has you go. Been fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Nikki. Again, check out the, the get get your butt in the seat for the coaching uh, fall uh, open enrollment is going on now. Definitely check out organizing your space your way, a self study program. It's all available at takecontroladhd.com. Thank you everybody for downloading and listening. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time on Taking Control the ADHD podcast.